Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Crazy week in the NFL, and that's why I love it. By the way, we saw a lateral. If you don't like laterals, I don't like you. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. This is episode 55. That's far from crazy. Uh... Crazy week in the NFL, we're going to get right to it, but uh, thanks for joining us, however you're joining us, whether you're in your car, whether you're taking a really long dump at work. Girls, they, they dump too. Um, wherever you're listening, thanks a lot. It's brought to you by Huck Media. Uh, ni hao, priviet, hola, bonjour, and vanagam. Oh, so it's your thing now. Oh, I thought we were going to do it at the same time, you know? No, it's either mine or... Nobody's, sure. I guess. Well, I mean, it's episode 55, man. You know, we, we can kind of change it 55, up. feel alive. And are you going to do that? Yeah, that was coming. A couple warm-ups. I think you heard him pregame dart. Yep. Uh, Mike's been randomly rhyming stuff his whole life. <laughs> In fact, he makes bets based on things rhyming. <laughs> Sometimes. We talked about how he'll make bets just based on all of the teams being birds. Calls it the bird, the birdie parlay or something. The birds of parlay. The bir- <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, like if something rhymes, he'll just look at me with this stupid-ass look. Like some ghost just poked his butthole. And he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, Pats, how about that? <laughs> or uh, a sweet night to bet the Mets. <laughs> Mike, that doesn't rhyme because of the S, but you can kind of wake it work and rap. Anyway. The birds of parlays happen. Yes. I don't know about those Mets and bets. No, 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 it's true. But it if it's example. weird, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the nickname stuck. That's... Okay, this isn't some shtick. Back in your Tinder days, that would have been a good just caption right there. Uh, if, it's, if it's weird, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I tried that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I tried everything. I know. You got suspended <laughs> for a bit, didn't you? <laughs> I tried everything. Uh, anyway, folks, thanks for joining us. And keep sharing. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're an organically driven show. Some people buy followers. We earn them. All right? And uh, we also have some of the greatest fans out there. You look who's talkers are... Even more of a part of the show uh, than we are because you keep this growing. So thanks a lot. Chris McElhaney, uh, Lee Vandemosdijk, James Duhamel, uh, and our boy Greg McDonnell, and everyone else uh, sharing the podcast and just doing a little extra stuff, putting in your stories on Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at Hughes Talking, spelled H U S Talking. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Hewlett, G E O F F H U L E T. If you know a G Jeff and he's not a beauty, well, uh, I don't believe you. <laughs> no, nah, there's got to be one out there. Probably is. Hey, Jeff, when was the last time you tweeted? Uh, I don't know. It's been a while. I will, I'll get back on it. A lot of weddings, man. It's been a, it's been a rough few weeks. Uh, McVissers got the, the key to Bala. It was a great time. And then uh, this Saturday, me and Huck got down and dirty on the dance floor. Well, not necessarily together, but we were on the same dance floor. <laughs> Huck can really move for a guy who doesn't drink coffee. Yep. You don't say. I tried to get drunk Huck to have a coffee. But Drunk Huck knows my tricks. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a serious hashtag wedding season yep. up north for you boys. Yeah, it was fun. Well done. Yep. Hearing it in the vocal cords, you too, Huck. Yep. Spreading around. Yeah, I sound like uh, I've been trapped in a cottage uh, for about 100 years with no air. <laughs> and I just escaped, and here we are doing episode 55. Plus, we boated to the wedding. I know that sounds like really douchey if you don't boat a lot, but boating anywhere makes anything fun. If you have to go to the plumber and you could boat there, man, that's going to be a sweet trip to the plumber. (laughs) You leave early so you can go slow. Who fucking cares? Anyway, uh, 
But yeah, sick week. We woke up kind of kind of hungover and watched all the football at Turtle Jacks, Muskoka, uh, Port Carling, best wings in the world, and uh, saw some crazy ass stuff, man. Fuck soup. Fuck soup. Did you order it? I, I did not. Because you fucking got it. I know. I, I know. You sure did, Hugh. I know. Besides the Chargers, which you you said you said I think it's gonna be a fuck soup week, except for the Chargers. Except for the Chargers. As we're going with it, that was my survivor pick, folks. Yeah, Mike tells his survivor picks retroactively. You remember that, folks? Retroactively. Stay tuned later for my non-week five pick. Yeah, stay tuned for nothing later on. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be wildly entertaining. I can promise you that. Another thing I feel like you've said to a date before. (laughs) Stay tuned. Nothing's coming up, but I'll tell you later what I was going to do. Put that on the weird (laughs) date list, too. There you go. Happened. Uh, so, yeah, Mike said last week, by the way, Fuck Soup is our friend, Mike Mattisbacker's expression. Uh, he lives in the swinging capital of the world, uh, Canada, Brooklyn, Ontario. That's right. Uh, if you're walking around and uh, you see some garage doors about two feet up off the ground at around like 930 at night and you're feeling a little frisky, <laughs> go introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, he's got an expression for weeks that don't really make sense in the NFL because that's the beauty part about the NFL, man. There's a lot of people trying to earn as much money as possible. And there's a lot of factors. This isn't a couple of starters on your NBA team facing off each other, and maybe the bench will show up. This is a lot of people. And uh, punt returns, fumble returns, crazy stuff happens. And uh, I predicted last week there'd be a crazy-ass week. That's why I took the Pittsburgh Steelers in my big, big survivor pool that I'm in. Uh, And a lot of people got eliminated, including probably some people I'm talking to, so I'm not trying to rub it in. But uh, the Rams were a popular pick, very popular pick. Very uh, the Chargers were a popular pick. Man, if they, I mean, I didn't know you it had was them. never close. You don't tell anybody who you have. But I was cheering for Josh Rose and the Dolphins. They were up 10-7 at one point. Um, anyway, they're the only fave, really, that came through. Major fave uh, came through yesterday. Probably still the most popular pick. Uh, but the Colts lost in one of those real fuck soup games. Like, what the hell just happened? And uh, Chucky some, happened. Some people took the Ravens, too. Yeah, and I hope hopefully Weird. people that don't listen to this show, because then you you weren't listening to me, my underdog of the week. Yo, and your Hugh picks and flying, my, bro. My Hugh picks are four and one right now. We are recording episode fifty five while Monday Night Football is happening. Uh, so yo, I'm sweating a bit. Yo, we're gonna be getting that show out a day earlier to you, yeah. folks. You know what I mean? We're gonna get that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday commute. You know, right? Half and half. You know. Chop it up. You're doing the you know thing again. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> but uh, Mike I'm, likes to masturbate with the word you know. <laughs> you know? You know. They can't see your air quotes, Hewlett. It's true. Or see my <laughs> eyebrows go up. So they're only thinking the worst oh, that's right true. now. That's awful. Please don't, folks. Shaved. It's, it's, mu- <laughs> it's much worse than you think. All right. But <laughs> like I said, everybody got a heaping scoop of fuck soup yep. this week. Double ladle full. Yep. Oh God. Uh, big dog was on the Ram- or on uh, the Buccaneers big time. You mean the Rams? He- the Rams losing. Yes. You were on Oakland. Oddly, nice pick by the way. Uh huh. So I'm like, nice to see the Hugh picks gaining some momentum. I didn't actually take Oakland in the Hugh picks, but I did have Oakland on my point spread. Uh, Hugh picks last week, pretty good. Uh, again, uh, we're four and one. The only one we lost was the Patriots. I had them by seven. They won by six. I don't think bad off at a bad offense is going to be able to beat the Patriots this year. You need to be Kansas City or Philly or a Drew Brees, New Orleans, I think, to really have a chance. Um, I think everyone else is going to struggle. I think that, hey, that was really close. Heck of an effort. I love saying heck. Sounds like I'm doing an NFL interview like, as a player. They, like, you know, a good NFL interview, they say heck a lot. You know? Oh, it's a heck of a game. They're, they're a heck of a team. 
Heck and, of an effort. Yeah. I mean, I got to give credit to those, that offensive line. They did a heck of a job, you know? Anyway. Uh, yeah. To all those survivors. To all the survivors. Don't outthink the room. Absolutely. I, I might have. <laughs> you might have. Yeah. You got a sputtering Rudolph here late first. In retrospect, I, lo- I would have loved to have taken the Chargers and uh, just been rolling. But how many times can you pick against the Dolphins? I don't like. I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. Like uh, I said. Huck's saying a lot. <laughs> you think, eh? You don't think the bye is going to solve anything? I think it gives them a week away from everything. They come back, find a purpose to play, a contract, a spot, a favor, whatever. I, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. The Washington Redskins. Are you taking them? With Haskins? Yeah. Yo, speaking of Haskins. Junior. I am a big supporter of the Washington Redskins, but they have turned into the Washington Foreskins. What? Pulling back their fucking head and embarrassing this kid. At the Meadowlands or MetLife, whatever they call it. That game was done. They pulled Keenum down 20. They throw the kid in. The whole team let down. The O-line given up. This kid could have broken his leg. I'm just saying, like, nasty shit happens when people aren't trying. That's true. They checked out of that game. He throws three picks. Horrible asset management by Dan Snyder and Chucky's little brother. I don't even know his name. The other Gruden. (laughs) Jay. Jay. (laughs) Come on, man. Coached the Redskins for like five years. They didn't even give the kid a chance to win the room, and he's already lost it. He doesn't want to be there. They're not sure if the players want to be there. Such a weird case wants out. He's still getting paid. Like, shame on them, man. They got their guy. At least give him a shot. Give him a clean slate, a full week of practice. Well, that's, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was steamed. <laughs> you look steamed. Like I went to Ohio State. You know, I, everybody says the, their quarterbacks I, are shit. You know what? Give him a chance. Mike, I'm not going to disagree, okay? I, I don't like the way they did it either. I think Jay Gruden really is on the hot seat. And if he doesn't put him in there, almost kind of saying to management, like, I am willing to move on from Case. I'm not stubborn on this veteran, which was sort of the reports. But we don't know that Haskins lost the room. We don't know that. We're not in the room. You know? Come on. Anyway, but I agree. It was a step behind. It was a shitty way way to put him in. Felt like the coach was trying to save his own ass rather than proper asset management. I'll give you that. And they're at the place, the Giants, who did it perfectly. Gave the kid a full week. Yep. Gracefully let the lead back down. Yep. Such a reactionary move within a division. That's true. You know, big step back. I, I... Forget the skins. Plus, whenever you're whenever you're a rookie quarterback and you can sense that the coach is going to get fired, that's got to be weird, you know? Yeah. Like, until that happens, you really don't even get it. You're not even really getting your actual start, you know? Uh, like Baker with Hugh Jackson. Like, what is yeah, what, what have, I, kind of what have I walked into here? You think Tyrod Taylor is better than me? Do you know? Like, well, I thought that really, for a bit. Are you watching practice or are you eating Ringolos? Like, what? Anyway. Yeah, I'll tell you, if the Bills had Tyrod Taylor, they would have won that game because that guy doesn't turn the ball over. Right. You can say a lot of things about Tyrod, never turns the ball over. Uh, and that was your one loss, eh? That was, the, that was it. The half that? point, the mixed extra point. Steven Goskowski has cost me my perfect week. But it would have been a push anyway. Major blunder by the Bills. That was Tom's worst game in a decade. Worst I've ever seen. Most I've ever been seen him shut down like that. You know? <sighs> Bills have a great defense. They do. A great defense. So uh, there was, it, was, look, it looked like a fun day in Buffalo. Honestly, as a, <laughs> as, a Bill, as a Bills fan, 
you can kind of smell it the entire second half. You're like, they are going to get so close, and they're not going to win this. They were at you the can, half. You can just smell it. And I'm just like, no, nah, they're going to get buffaloed. I've just seen this before. And then, sure enough, and, you know, we're drinking and stuff. Like, the game's kind of turning into this fog coming, oh. coming from the wedding beforehand. I'm like, what am I watching here? I'm watching multiple games. And all of a sudden, it's a backup quarterback, Barkley, throwing an interception that should have sort of been caught, but it wasn't the best throw. And it gets intercepted on, like, the base of the last play of the game. And I'm like, that is the most Buffalo Bill thing I've seen in this season. They had the ball three times inside the New England 40 in the fourth. They could have kicked three field goals. Yep. Why weren't they taking three? Why are NFL coaches doing this? I don't know. Like, honestly, you got the backup QB, the whole USC thing. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, shout out at Bills Mafia, though, for we, going. Uh, we, uh, me, me and Weird Mike were at uh, the Bills-Steelers game. Was that five, six years ago? Oh, that was a long time ago. Anyway, whatever. And uh, Stevie Johnson, former receiver for the Bills, dropped the game-winning touchdown at, in overtime. Yes. Uh, to the point, and it was such a beautiful throw, such a perfect catch, it seemed like. We were already celebrating. <laughs> Mike had to literally stop me from jumping around like a schoolgirl to say that he, uh, he dropped it. And I thought he was just fucking with me. <laughs> And then I started to see everyone around me start crying. And then they lost 13-10. Yeah, what are you going to do? All right. A um, lot of stuff going on. Gardner Minshew is real. Uh, and so are the memes. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes, they are. Gardner Minshew uh, met Peyton Manning before the Broncos game. Oh, and, I heard Peyton and, Manning met Gardner Minshew. Yeah, yeah. And the oh. meme was it was nice, nice to see uh, Peyton Manning get, like, getting to meet one of his heroes. You know, Love when NFL stars do that. Uh, and a bunch like Barstool had one. NFL memes on Instagram had one. Anyway, funny shit, man. Uh, when Gardner Minshew was born, he drove his mother home from the hospital. <laughs> when Gardner Minshew farts, everyone rolls the windows up. <laughs> uh, I finally found one I didn't like. I love it, man. I love it. And the guy can play. And uh, look, there's a difference of watching someone play and being like, wow, that guy play, can play quarterback. Rather than seeing his stats and being like, oh, like, that guy can play quarterback. We didn't actually watch the game. You saw some highlights. That's what's going on with Lamar Jackson. And that's what's going on with how fantasy is affecting point spread a little bit. Like, Lamar Jackson, great fantasy player. So stats-wise, he throws some bombs. He can also run for touchdowns. So fantasy, he's great. So you get it in your mind as the fantasy player that he and the Ravens' offense is explosive. But actually, no. They face some bad defenses. They can go over the top because everyone was boxing in, protecting the run. So you're getting these great fantasy games, which is not making you actually analyze his ability to throw NFL-type passes. So the Ravens, for instance, last week are minus seven against the Browns. That's based on Vegas thinking that the whole world loves the Ravens and their offense right now so much. When really, Lamar, anyway, Lamar Jackson was putting up some Hail Marys last week against Kansas City, and he couldn't get it done when push came to shove against the Browns. They can either run the ball, they can throw bombs, or they can take Lamar out on the option and do what apparently he doesn't want to do, which, hate to break it to you, bud, is the best thing that you do, which is run the ball and be able to throw it deep. Okay? Mike, stop comparing him to Mike Vick. Mike Vick could throw the fucking ball. He had a NFL arm, and he was also incredible at scrambling and running. And pretty tough. Okay? Lamar Jackson's got a bit of a sort of Philip Rivers-style noodle arm pass that can go deep, and he's accurate on short throws, but it's going to be tough to make those 
third and 11 throws in the middle of the field when everyone knows what you're doing. So uh, <laughs> fantasy's affecting point spread because of guys like Lamar Jackson, and they're just being anointed so quick. Let's actually watch the games. Gardner Minshew can play quarterback. He can. He can escape. He keeps his eyes downfield. He can make tough throws. He can make easy throws. And he just has such great balance that you can just watch him and be like, oh, this, you know, he's like a small sort of Steve Youngish kind of, kind of player. Not a lefty, but he can move. He keeps his eyes downfield. Seems smart as hell. He's determined as hell. Also, he's got the persona of some Southern wrestler. And in the Instagram Facebook world. It's like we've created a cartoon character, but yeah. it's based on actual merit. This guy can fucking play. It's bigger than a southern cartoon. No, he's, or he's good. a southern wrestler. That guy took a hammer to his own hand to try to gain one more year of eligibility uh, to get a red red shirted because <clears throat> he believed in himself. Anyway, I love I love success stories like this, especially when the guy's not doesn't give a shit about being a beauty. The world needs the whole world needs to relax a little bit. And guys like Gardner Minshew. Uh, and Baker Mayfield and B- Brett Favre back in the day. I'm just showing you what they, hey, it's sports. Don't Everybody be co- putting Baker in. Baker wishes he was Gardner and all those memes were about him. But they're not because they wanted him to be about him. He, Gardner got him because he didn't give a fuck. I like guys that don't give a fuck. And they just, but you got to back it up with actual play. So anyway, it's fun to watch. Uh, Gardner Minshew screwed you, Mike. <laughs> I, we told you. I, t- I told you last week. So big concession on the Bronco handicap. I preached that preseason. I was spitting Bronco fire all softball season. On the Bronco fire. <laughs> I was hyped. That'll, and now they're over. That'll be in the pool. And I'm getting some shit. Spitting Bronco fire. Folks, oh, that man. will be one of the titles of our post. Kaster and some of the dog pound got most of that fire, but man. You knew when, Dead wrong. when Minshew got the ball back and just needing a field goal with a minute left, you knew it. I did. Yep. I did. He kind of had that feel. Yeah. yeah. We got a new Chuck Norris on our hands. Yep. He had a good run, Chuck. <laughs> he had about a half century right. of being the man. Yep. We got a new man. Um, if, you're, if you're like Cincinnati right now and you're just looking at it like, think how many good quarterbacks you've passed on in the last three, four years when it was like kind of obvious that Dalton had a ceiling. You know? How many young quarterbacks are going to come in and beat Cincy this year? You know, I'm knocking on wood. <laughs> Two in their division. But, like, twice. You got Lamar and Baker. I mean, you haven't been satisfied with anyone, you know? We're talking Pat Mahomes. We're talking Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, uh, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Anybody. Hey. Jacoby Brissett's going to kick their ass. So, I think I said this, like, first ten episodes of the show, talking about how we're on the 55th. There's money... And credibility and stability, and the and the Bengals have never been all in on winning or losing. You see that mean with the rhyming things, folks? Sure, <laughs> it was good though. I, I actually didn't mean that one. <laughs> I know, but you th- just do it by accident. Sure, um, <laughs> but they've never aimed for that. And there's value in having somebody you can anchor an offense around, however mediocre we want to think it is. Uh, good for a couple division titles, never the big one. Never the first pick. But, hey, you know, when you own your own franchise, you can do whatever the far you want. I feel like the orange hair really helps because it's like he matches with a uniform. And someone in marketing yeah. is like, we can't get rid of Andy. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it's like bright orange, naturally. Anyway, shout out to all you gingers out there. 
All right, we a love lot you. of ginger listeners. We love you too. A lot of ginger <laughs> listeners. The world might not, but we do. Yes, we do. We got about half a dozen. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's got to be I, up there the in rhyming, the podcast world. Oh yeah, <laughs> one of our biggest shares. Dewey, blazing redhead. <laughs> uh, carpet. Does the carpet match the drapes? We're not sure. Uh, <laughs> I stopped asking that question ten years ago. <laughs> okay. By the way, the rhyming thing you get from Royal probably. You're throwing out your own kind of Italian. Kind of soft melody royalism. So here's a confession. Royal performed at a house party of mine in Meadowvale back in the day, and he left his rhyme book. And I dropped a lot of deuces oh God. reading that. Because I just told everyone you read it. Yeah, but <laughs> that's the only place I read. And the people that know me know I read on the toilet right. before phones that's, existed. That's good. Thanks, man. So that's what maybe been, that's where it kind of stems from. Sorry, in the first 20 minutes it's, here, we've, t- we've got you to visualize Mike jerking off. And taking dumps, reading rap books. <laughs> uh, stability, inability uh, to win at their own facility. Uh, Spitting Bronco hot fire all day, folks. And I'm taking him. I'm taking him in new picks this week. I like him. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I ch- like. I like you've been teasing it too. Yeah, yeah. Spitting Bronco fire. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you see Kyle Allen? Uh, you might have seen this. Saw this on Instagram, folks. I'll try to repost it on our uh, Hughes Talking page. He, I haven't never seen another human being pull a maneuver like this besides Jamie Foxx and any given Sunday during the crazy-ass scene where he just avoids a crazy would-be tackler. They play, like, the music video. That guy smoking the cigars typing, like, a new breed of football. J.J. Watt escaped a block, ran straight at Kyle Allen, and they have a great video angle of it. Like, he's coming at him like a fucking monster. And Kyle Allen turns his head into him, basically spins, almost kind of like lifts him over his, almost lifts him over his head. And uh, it was insane. And escapes, makes a 25-yard throw down the field. Uh, the Carolina has found a quarterback. I'm not saying, I, li- I don't like, if Cam Newton's hurt, you know, and he has a recovering shoulder, okay, I, I want to see how he is when he gets back, actually. But Kyle Allen will be playing football somewhere. That guy can play. Before you launch into your Cam thing, I was watching that live here at Centennial, mm-hmm. and it looked like Kyle Allen was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World <laughs> or Ready Player One, like one of those video game meets movies meets real life yeah. scenarios. And it was like a whoa moment, you know, early third, everybody's big city, and you need something. And Kyle Allen gave us that something. Yeah. That was dope. Speaking of something like that, okay, I saw a meme on this, and it's so true. Uh, someone said, when I'm watching Kyler Murray, it looks like uh, he's from the Make-A-Wish Foundation and he, his wish was to play quarterback for an NFL game. He looks like a kid out there. And the Herd said it this week, too. I can't help it. But uh, he can throw the ball, and that's important. He can throw the ball. Uh, you need to be able to do that. So remember, don't just watch the stats. Watch them play, okay? It's really important, especially if you're throwing your money down. And we will be, too. We'll get into our Hugh picks in a second. We saw something this week. Uh, oh, for all you fantasy folks, I won my fantasy. I'm in, tied for first in my fantasy league, okay? And I beat the Pittsburgh Feelers last week by .3, which is my favorite fantasy name in the entire world. So if you got a better one, send it in to us uh, at Hughes Talking or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. But the Pittsburgh Feelers by my buddy Everett McKee. Uh, that's funny shit, but I beat you by .3. Thank you, Tariq Cohen, for doing, getting like one catch last week. All right. Um, yeah, we saw something on the weekend that I fucking love. I love football 
sometimes gets too, uh, it's too much like a computer and the, there's so much worry on what could go wrong that some of the best plays that have ever been made don't get attempted enough because for so long the risk assessment made you think that it wasn't worth it to lateral the ball. The old hook and ladder. You're only going to do it on a Hail Mary play. You're only going to do it when if we don't get it, the game's over. Well, you know what? Coaches are getting a little bit more uh, brazen. Yeah. They're understanding the risk-reward assessments of some of these double laterals that they're doing, you know, like the Philly special, you know, where you're getting multiple laterals in the backfield, and you got defensive ends breathing down their neck, okay? I think the hook and ladder play or different variations of it is something that offensive geniuses like Sean Payton, like Andy Reid, because we saw it in the Chiefs game. If you missed it, folks, I don't know what else you were watching. Chiefs-Lions game, great game. Lions are pretty good. Some guy named Geoff told you that four weeks ago. Uh, Mahomes passed to Travis Kelsey, who basically realizes that one DB is covering both him and Shady McCoy. The pass goes to Kelsey. McCoy's right there, and this happens probably 30 times in an NFL game where you catch a pass somewhat standing still, and there is another NFL-caliber player ready to catch the ball. This isn't Joe Plummer uh, at the grocery store who might drop the bread, you know, especially if you somewhat planned it. I, don't, I, don't, I, I think there'd be way less mishaps in some of these hook and ladder plays if you plan them more. And you're telling me Josh McDaniels going forward and Andy Reid and Sean Payton and McVay. I'm saying I want to see more laterals. I'm gonna, I want you to take Sean Payton's name off that list. We're going to continue with the lateral no, stuff. No, hold on a second, hold on a second. But he's throwing up ducks. I didn't, okay. I didn't introduce this section yet, and I'm going to do it anyway because I'm in the middle of this week's True of the Week. Hey. Hey, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Laterals, folks, as I was talking about 15 seconds ago. <laughs> uh, 75 seconds ago. Yeah, whatever. Look, uh, I just think we're going to see it more. And more laterals right now in today's league just means you might see one every two weeks, which is way more than the one every seven to eight weeks that we're getting. They seem to always work when you do them. Uh, and it, if you have great, great natural playmakers on your team, like think of everyone you've ever seen do a great lateral. Randy Moss, classic lateral as he's falling over in a must-win must scenario. They need the touchdown because the half was about to end. Uh, that was back in the Viking days. Think of anyone you've ever watched lateral. You fucking love that guy. Because he took a bit of a chance. And he remembered that it's a game. It's not some computer program. You don't have a regular job. At any point, you could change it. And when you see a lateral in a, in a, in a live NFL game, oh my God. You know, it's like someone just took their shirt off at a party in grade 12. Like, whoa, whoa. She's getting crazy. <laughs> Leslie, <laughs> you psycho. You know? Was that part of spin the bottle? No, she just did it. <laughs> anyway, just like someone flashing... Uh, laterals are awesome. I think we're going to see them more because in today's NFL, the risk assessment of the risk reward, if you can design a play where you know that I'm going to have my running back crossing across my receiver and in this particular man-on-man -man coverage that they're running, my, the guy who's uh, following my running back, once he sees the ball go to this tight end, he's going for the tackle, 100%. So you got these, I just think we're going to see more laterals, and I think we should see more laterals uh, and hook and ladder st style plays because 
Well, the NFL isn't as scared as it used to be. They used to run the ball all the time because they were scared of interceptions, okay? True. So the Philly special, some aggressive coaches, I think we're going to see a lot more laterals and a lot more hook and ladder and a lot more fun football, and I love that. And uh, are you making this a prophecy, like your two points, m- which is also coming to fruition yes. now? It's, my multiple QB, it's getting a bit out of hand. My m- multiple QB formations, I think I might be warming been, up. I think I'm a bit early on. It's warming up. But like 10 years from now, we'll, no, no, not episode 10. 355, we'll be like, damn, Jeff, you're on to something. You ready for that, Huck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, right? But the, the eight-point uh, thing, uh, the nine-point thing. So you got the QB thing. You got the laterals and hook and ladders. The two point thing. Yeah, the two point conversion. Are you, you are you making the laterals part of that triple headed prophecy that you know that you're only getting yes. here on Look Who's Talking? Yes, I am. So two points going crazy. You said it episode yeah. three. I call it organic analytics <laughs> because I'm not actually studying anything, but. But it's uh, happening. But I'm watching it. It's like erosion. I think that's why I do this show, folks. Okay? My, mo- my mind just sees some stuff that I- I'm not saying I'm the only one who sees it, but uh, that-, that analytics would tell me otherwise. Uh, one other thing that I saw the Baltimore Ravens do that I thought was really, really interesting. Love this, okay? I watched it. I thought of it when it was happening, even though I was cheering hard for the Browns. So was my money. Uh, the Browns were down 14 points. They scored a touchdown. And they've been doing this a lot lately because they're really in analytics. And they go for two. Isn't that interesting? Because if you miss it, you're down eight. Still one possession, you convert. But if you get it, you just have to kick the extra point to win the game. Like, if, you're, if, you know, if it's getting towards the end of the game. I love that decision. And I think anytime you don't do that, you are actually going for the tie. And, it's, and that's what uh, the Ravens coach was talking about in that Kansas City game last week. Because he kept going for two-point conversions, and he didn't get them. And then it, it actually kind of cost them the end of the game, sort of, sure. in a way. No, not kind of, sort right? of. Because they, they would have been did. down by a field goal and instead. And they were inside field goal. Territory. You got it. But he's like, I stand by my decision because at the point, you, know, you don't know how it's all going to work out. And the analytics basically said that the percentage-wise, they were giving themselves a better chance to win the game because they weren't trying to tie the game. Uh, just the interesting thing, when you're down by 14 in the second half and you score a touchdown, you should be going for two. Try to win the game, not tie it. I like it. All this going for twos got the kicker shook. There's mad miss kicks in the NFL again. Adam Vinatieri's 46 years old. Not just Vinatieri. I know, I know, but I was thinking, like, imagine, like, on a blocked kick or something in the playoffs, okay? And, like, he's got to run back to, like, save the season, and he gets blocked. Like, he might die. <laughs> you know? This is an NFL block. If this is the playoffs, they're not going to, like, stop and be like, oh, that's Vinatieri, like, and shove him. He might get run over. And then get carried, like literally taken off the field with a mop. <laughs> As the time wears on, I realize how awesome it was, the interjected truth of the week. You like that? I did. As in like... The point w- began. Yep. You announced it. We're already And in then it. you finished it. Yep. It's like, it's like if you're ever having sex with someone, and right in the middle of it, you tell them, hey, we're, we're having sex. <laughs> it, w- it, was, it was a bit odd, but it didn't ruin it. <laughs> Just like that one. She would just kind of laugh, think you were, think that maybe those gummy bears had something in them, and then just hopefully keep going. She's already invested. She's pot committed. <laughs> She's waiting for that Bronco fire. All right. Uh, hey, our picks are hot. We, uh, no matter what happens in the Steelers game tonight, Hugh picks is over 500, and we are uh, we're spitting some Bronco fire. I'll get to that. Mike, you do not have honors. 
No, no. But so, uh, happy to be bottom of the totem pole this week. Absolutely. And I got, got the plums. Get the plums, not the uh, peaches. Correction. Prunes. And no bra strap. No bra strap. So your hair's Ooh. just everywhere. No, it's not you're everywhere. Looking, you're looking more of like a normal adult man. It's tame. So it's a, it's a yin and a yang. Check the pick. I'm going to be sending one. Hook took a nasty one of me with both big screens rocking. Right. Uh, <laughs> I got the prunes. That's good. Okay. Uh, the system. <laughs> All right. Uh, Flush it out. We're getting on to our you picks. You. Obi Trice. Real name, no gimmicks. I love this beat too, folks. And I know you do too. Uh, hopefully, wherever you are driving to work or uh, hiding somewhere at your office because you can't get enough look who's talking. Uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe. And if you're using our picks for fun, uh, for fun or dough, or even if... Even if you got your own, but you like a couple of them, let us know, man. I got one buddy who we made a lot of money with with the Cleveland Browns this week, and God bless you, bro. Uh, waist deep with the dog pound. Okay, a few picks this Woo! week. Here we go. Taking the Green Bay Packers with Weird Mike's Rule, the Thursday night loser. They are plus three and a half going into Dallas, where they are not scared to play because it's not that intimidating of a place. It's actually awesome. It's like going to football heaven to play a game. Uh... You know, everyone's watching. It's the Fox game of the week. I got Aaron Rodgers with 10 days to get ready. And I like Green Bay's defense to get off the schneid and uh, shut down Dak Prescott and uh, shut down Zeke like the Saints did, trying to make Dak Prescott win, beat, beat you from the pocket. Okay? It's, he can't do it. So you take out, take out Zeke. Don't let Dak roll out. And uh, you're going to beat the Cowboys. The Saints just showed everybody how to do it. Packers watched. I got the, the way better quarterback. I think uh, this spread will probably come down to three. Uh, but try to get it while it's three and a half. We're taking it at three and a half. Okay, number two, I got the Indianapolis Colts plus ten and a half at Kansas City. Uh, this is just too much. On my scale that I explained last week, uh, I would have Kansas City favored by six and a half here. So ten and a half is way too much. I'm betting the number. I don't like Kansas City's ability to close out these big spreads because their offense, or sorry, their defense simply just isn't that good. Uh, without Tyree Kill and Akeem Hunt, the Kansas City offense is not quite as explosive as it was last year. They exposed some pretty bad defenses uh, early on this year. Uh, but uh, without Tyree Kill and Akeem Hunt, they are not going to score nearly as many points. Sorry, Kareem Hunt. And I like, uh, I like the Colts to keep it close. I think the Chiefs win 30-27. Ten and a half is way too much. Take the Colts and the points. All right, spitting. Bronco, fire. Because John Elway is about to lose a gasket. Come on. I'm taking the Denver Broncos plus six and a half at the Los Angeles Chargers. The division game, I think this one will be close. The Chargers didn't even look that good beating the Dolphins 30-10. to Game was a bit closer than that. They sort of pulled away at the end. Rosie threw a dumb pick. I like the Denver Broncos in a must-win or everyone might be fired type game. Uh, Flacco kind of playing for his career at this point. I don't think the Broncos are going to do much damage this year. I think six and a half points is too much in what's essentially a playoff game for, for Denver uh, as far as their season. Yeah, we might think it's already done at 0-4, but you're 1-4. It's a start. It's an absolute must-win game. And they know the Chargers pretty well. I'm taking Denver. Okay, I'm taking the Oakland Raiders plus four and a half in London. Uh, in London, England, at the brand new Tottenham Hotspur uh, Stadium, which is retrofitted to also look like an NFL stadium. It looks badass. Let me tell you something. I don't know what Vegas is doing giving Chase Daniel, the backup quarterback on the Bears, four and a half points. 
I he's a bit of backup. He's he's played he's been in the league 11 years. He's played five games. Okay, there's a reason for that. I'm not saying he's not a suitable backup, but uh, the Raiders are an NFL team. They got a decent defense. They got need some work in their secondary. I don't think Chase Daniel and the Bears offense is going to be able to exploit that. So you're going to see the Bears defense trying to hold off the Raiders all day. And I don't think the Bears will put up that many points. Four and a half is too much for the team that I think is going to lose. So, uh, sorry, Chase Daniel. You're not getting four and a half points really against anybody right now. Maybe the Jets. But, uh, yeah. See ya. Okay, I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. Plus three at San Francisco. San Fran coming off the bye. I think they're buying their own hype a bit too much. The only undefeated team left in the NFC. They've had an extra week in California to kind of celebrate themselves. And I still don't think they're that good. They got good play calling. They got better depth than I thought. I was reading something on their team speed. Apparently, they're the fastest team in the league right now. With over nine players reaching over 20 miles an hour at some point on the, on the field. Uh, some cool stats, by the way. Pro football focus. Anyway, I, I like the Cleveland Browns. I think they got their moxie. I think they kind of got an identity now. Nick Chubb, power running game. Some great receivers to beat man-on-man coverage. So you're going to have to double it, which means you can't stack the box against Chubb. I think Baker Mayfield is a, a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I like Cleveland's weapons. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the team I think is going to win the game. And uh, plus three, I'll take it. Uh, in the words of Weird Mike, that game has push written all over it. But uh, I like it. Take it three because I think it'll go down to two and a half because Cleveland's got some moxie. And I don't think San Francisco can match them weapons-wise. And I'm taking an over-under. I got Carolina-Jacksonville over 41. Over 41. This number is really low because Jacksonville's D and Carolina's D have been holding their opponents the past few weeks. Not a lot of points. I'm just saying law of averages. I think they're going to give up a couple more big plays than they have recently. And we will see... Uh, We'll see this get uh, this number 41 get attacked early with some big plays. And uh, yeah, 41, too low. I got two good quarterbacks with some weapons. I don't think this is as much of a defensive battle as everybody thinks. I like it. Go over 41. Those are our Hugh picks. You! And that was Obi Trice. Woo! Yo, Green Bay, love the Thursday night loser angle. I know. You stole it for the gold pick. It's Green Bay. I love it. It's your show. I you love can do whatever you want. All world quarterbacks. <laughs> Going up against non-all-world quarterbacks, uh, getting points. Been to that stadium, spoke to some Dallas fans, and... No, he went there for the Rose Bowl, or the, the national, title, national game. title game, Ohio State. That was the game Jerry fell in love with Zeke. The Ohio State. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> anyway, long story short, Green Bay, love the play. Uh, another rhyme. <laughs> Crazy with the Denver fire, I don't know about that. I'm a little snake. I'm not touching the Broncos again the rest of the year. Don't get emotional, folks. I'm going to hope to get that push on the win bet. Yeah, we can't take them three weeks in a row. If Oakland beats the Bears, <laughs> yep. they're the driver's seat for the wild card. I know. Them and the Bills. Uh, yeah. How about that, folks? How about that? Those are some decent division odds. And the Patriots just laughed their way to, to facing Kansas City. <laughs> I, this this love-hate with Cleveland is real, man. People hated them. Yep. They lose Sunday night. Yep. Now they whoop their division... Team stealing Ravens, Baltimore. <laughs> Their division team stealing. Yeah, they left in the middle of the night. Right, the Mayflower incident. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and now they're on Monday night again. Like, it's a serious love-hate. I don't like the Browns. I, I think Jimmy G is going to defend his territory. Uh, coming off the bye, super fresh, super ready, right? 
Yep, sure. Watch out, Niners. Love it. I think the Browns are picking up steam. I think like that was a that was a pull game for them in the in this in this season. You beat the Ravens, you take control of the division, you don't look back. And I think that's what this week's about for them. Hey, we're in first. It's totally up to us now. Like you know what I mean? Someone's got to catch us. The Browns have never been like that, probably in like twenty years. So longer? I don't know. I just think it's so new for them, and they're ready. They're they're talented enough. I like them. Also, I like Miles Garrett on the, on the outside attacking Jimmy G because the Niners got pro, uh, injuries on the O line. So you're over 500 on your picks, then, eh? I am. I am now. Yes. With this week in the we books, were, we were three and three, three and three, two, three and one. So that was eight, nine and one, and now we are 12, 10 and one, and could be 13, 10 and one if the Steelers win tonight. Gotcha. So we're over 500. Yeah. You never look back, Hugh. I won't. Will you be the? Will you be? I don't even use my mirrors. I go on instinct. <laughs> I Scary. can smell traffic. Yeah. But I do like, I can smell traffic also. Use your mirrors, I, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> right. Self-proclaimed traffic guru. <laughs> Tell him, Skip. I, well, it was one of my first jokes in comedy when I used to do, do stand-up at Amateur Next to Yuck Yucks. I went up one time. I go up. I'm like, and there's a lot of bike lanes, in, in, you know, in Toronto. And sure. I'm like, I get on stage. I'm like, man, I drove here. It's tough driving the city with all these bikers, you know? I heard, almost killed three people on the way here. Like, I almost murdered three people on the way here. Like, imagine, or I almost murdered three women on the way here. Imagine I had been a woman, they would have all been dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh. nice icebreaker. Dicey, right? Dicey. Yeah. Anyway, so, you're not spitting Bronco fire. Who are you taking? You lord of procrastination. You are the procrastination station. I do like the dicey. Extra spicy. Stop it. Okay. Stop it. I'll stop. I'm going to throw that plum at you. (laughs) Huck just gave me the stink eye. Yeah. I'm hurting, yo. (laughs) Fuck soup. The only thing I did last week was survive. Okay. Who are you taking this week? Yo. Sorry. I'm getting back to my basics. You guys have been rushing the weird pick, and it fucking lost both times. Right. Okay? Okay. Back to basics, bro. Point form, drive-through, foreign country. Bring it back, baby. We got the prunes to clean out the system. It's early in the week, and Weird Mike's going with what he just saw. And what I just saw are the New York Giants, the G-Men, Danny Dimes, plus four and a half at home versus the who-knows-what's-going-on Minnesota Vikings. Why are they five-point favorites? It's actually five, folks. I'm forecasting at least a half a point in the Giants' direction. It's one of the most generous things I've ever seen you do. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. Giant. I'll give you the five points. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. It's coming down. Okay. Because I don't want it to be three on Sunday. Right. And have the Centennial crew down my throat being like, what the fuck? Right. Anyway. Take them. Giants got some mojo. Hey, they get Golden Tate back. Angry. Motivated. Didn't quite get the money he wanted. Still might look for another one. Big moment. And like I said, they got some mojo. The kid out of Florida, Wayne Gallman, doesn't fumble. It's true. So, you know, Dallas just lost. They're one game back. Like, the NFL. The Giants were the worst, second worst team in the league. And now the optimism is insane. It's insane. I I was listening. Uh, Yeah, they were 100 to 1. If you bet them two weeks ago to win, Take them, folks. to win their division, they were 100 to 1. 
So you bet 100 bucks. Anyway, you get the point. 100 yeah, to 1. I took the bucks. Right. Well, now they're, after last week, they're 20 to 1. Now it's like, you know, they're one game out, so it's nothing. But it's just sure. how funny. So just be, don't be so quick to throw, tell someone they're garbage or tell someone they're good early in the season. Don't say I told you so too early. I'm telling you, man. We're back to bases with the weird pick. You've been harping on it for 30 episodes. What? Kirk Cousins. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. Well, I mean, I honestly, do know. I do know. Did he get Washington Redskinned? <laughs> like, <laughs> this guy's messed. He's got that weird wife. He got his money all guaranteed, the first one ever. Like, it's weird. It is weird. Uh, also, like, as it's obvious now to like everybody in that locker room. So I heard this on uh, uh, yeah. them talking about something. It was on uh, Straight Out of Vegas, FS1. It's obvious now to everybody in the dressing room, like quietly, that we should have just stuck with Case Keenum. You know, like we were better with Case. For some reason, we let him walk, and we signed you to three times what he wanted. You know, and well, Case Keenum with yeah, the Vikings, as in the Minneapolis Miracle Team. They they were better quarterbacked. Sure. Even though I'm not a big Case Keenum guy, he was better with the with. And he Diggs. was theirs. He was theirs, and he was better. And so oh. you, so now you're living with this mistake, you know, and that's the whole dressing room right now. I'm not saying I've, I haven't given up on Cousins because he'll just right when you start to give up on him, he'll come in like a Marcus Mariota and play just good enough in that last game right before you cut him from your life, and he'll and you like that. Well, I can win this game by four. That's cool with me. This is a tough one, though, because I, Danny Dimes hasn't really faced a real good defense yet. And the Vikings have a good defense. It's they not do. all time. No, that's good. It's, it's good. good enough. It's Mike Zimmer's defense. Top ten. Sure. If not top five. Sure. Top ten. What have they done? You know? They're but, six. Uh, <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> uh, anyway, be, be, just beware. Because, like, I just feel like they're a team ready to nah. burst. Weird Mike has some giant love back in the day. He refers to himself as the third person a lot, only when he's nervous about his pick. <laughs> so we'll hey, see. You know what? A nervous Weird Mike is better than a super calm one. I'll tell you that right now. Kirk Cousins versus teams with a winning record. Thanks, Huck. And Leslie for running that down from us from the stats room. Kirk Cousins versus teams with a winning record in his career. He's 5-27. and 27. Uh, that's fucking awful. Does it say tied? How, the that, Giants are tied. You, you, you would probably have a better the Giants aren't than qualified in that record. That scares me. Do I have a chance to rebuttal? Negative. No. Unfortunately, you have to stick with your pit weird. Danny pick. Dimes. Wouldn't think of it, you folks. One pick. You, you, you do one thing. Giants. Know. Giants. Plus four and a half. There you go. There you go, folks. Um, yeah. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, we are uh, we're really fired up to have all you with us this week. We we love you, and don't don't sleep on teams that have real talent at quarterback. Okay, there's some guys not getting enough credit, and some guys getting way too much. Relax on Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson. I'm not a hater. I'm just letting you know what I see. Okay, when teams make them stay in the pocket, they are not anywhere near top half NFL quarterbacks. And are you really about to sign Dak? To the richest NFL contract in history because he has good leadership. Pay him. No, don't. Somebody's gonna do it. As somebody's gonna do it. That's fine. Thirty-seven that, mil. It, it does not have to be you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I think you, I literally think he's just the next Andy Dalton. You just you're gonna sign this contract and regret it the day after. <laughs> You've gotten some good years out of him for nothing. Move on. You got a rock star team. Are you really gonna make them play with this subpar quarterback for the next fifteen years? I don't think Dallas is rock star material. 
I really don't. They got a good defense. I think Zeke's fucked. What? I do. You're just saying stuff. No, I'm not. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. But Dallas ain't a rock star team. I think Dak is a bigger part of that team, and that's what's actually holding that. He's, he's not that next-level Brady Rogers guy, but he's right under there, and he's going to win a lot of games and maybe even a wild-card weekend. All I'm saying is if you sign Dak and Carson, and they, Carson Wentz, and, they, and Philly signs Carson Wentz, which they just did. They'll have him forever. So for the next decade, at least, you are nowhere near the, having the best quarterback in your division. Do you know how hard it is to just accept worst quarterback play for that like for for a decade? You know, you you need you need to have higher expectations, especially for the Dallas fucking Cowboys, man. So you're looking for Rodgers to lay a beat down on Dak this week? Yeah. And, and if really I'm a Cowboys fan, home this if, I, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I want Dak to show how bad he is, and that's honest, man. I, I, I like the guy. I like the story. The whole like hype is going for the payment, and you're trying to stop that train? Yes. To save no, the Cowboys. No, that's going to muddle Dak, their season. Dak needs to throw interceptions to save the Dallas Cowboys. They have an opening. Breeze is down. There's so many good young quarterbacks that can actually really, really play well at quarterback. You're just going to say to the whole rest of the world, Trevor Lawrence coming out in a couple years. They, these guys, these kids never won shit. You got, you got to have higher expectations for your quarterback play. You cannot pay a guy $32 million a year or $35 million a year because he's a good leader. I, I disagree. I think you can absolutely pay him because he's a good leader yeah, and he's won a few division titles. M Marino said this one time when he was talking some NFL films thing. He's like, look, you can talk the talk. You can say all the right things. If you, but in like two minutes... The NFL is going to know if you can sling it or if you cannot sling it. And you're going to be compensating for not being able to sling it the rest of your career. And those that don't have to compensate, who can just sling it, <laughs> all, the game's always going to be easier for them. You're just fighting this losing battle forever. Anyway, if you like the Cowboys, and I know some of you do, I would be cheering for Dak Prescott to throw a whole shit ton of interceptions uh, in the next few weeks to the point where Jerry moves away from that contract. Just saying... I'll be betting on the Green Bay Packers and that gold pick. There you go. As some of you should as well, because they are a live motherfucking yeah. dog. Gold pick, three weeks in a row. Let's go. Continual theme, folks. Thursday night losers win on Sunday. And the Green Bay Packers lost at home, semi-embarrassingly, somehow scoring 27 points, coming out weird and dysfunctional. Four passes from the one. Big game. Love the gold pick, Hugh. Yep. Uh, okay, just a couple things. Some news that does not matter, but might matter to you. Uh, I got one. You got one? Hit me up with it. Uh, the boys at Barstool were at New Era Field, the Ralph. Saw that. Please and, call it the Ralph. Come on. Okay, I'll call it the Ralph. And there was about 5,000 people gathered around a Bill's tailgater, Pizza Pete, who makes charcoal pizza out of a filing cabinet. Shut up. Above and below, the cheese gets melted, the crust gets crisp. <laughs> Filing cabinet pizza, check it out. We'll post it. It is unreal stuff. He gives it a decent score. <laughs> and what a moment. It looks like he's wearing Bill stuff. It looks like El Presidente is decked out in Bill stuff. Yeah. And he's actually wearing like a... Fuck the Bills Mafia shirt, like yep. all Patriots. The same color scheme. I love scheme. how he just takes it anyway. What love a, it. What a fucking beauty. Uh, pizza Pete, filing cabinet pizza. 
Yeah. Big score. Check it out. Speak, News that doesn't matter. Yeah, speaking of Barstool, big shout out to, uh, pardon my takes, Big Cat, who just opened his, the podcast lat- yesterday just by basically stating, yeah, another news. Vontez Burfick's an asshole. <laughs> and just really call him out for just being a really bad human being. I liked it. I like the moxie. Fuck you, Burfick. Stop trying to end people's spines. Anyway, uh, I think that's all for tonight. Do you have anything to add? Shut the huck up. Shaking his head, Huck is hung the fuck over from a great weekend. Boating to weddings. Folks, whenever you can boat to anything, boat it. Uh, Motorboat it. Yeah, you motorboating son of a bitch. You bet I am. Uh, Yeah, stay tuned for uh, some Instagram stuff. We'll give you some primetime picks this week. We are pumped to have our podcast out a couple days early. Absolutely. Gives you a little more time to share it, too. Keep in mind, we have the Team I Will Super Bowl contest we are uh, giving away one raffle ticket worth $100 to the biggest Look Who's Talker. So far, there's a couple people in the running, but it's not too late to get involved. Uh, just start massively sharing it, and you can enter. Uh, go to t- DM on Instagram, at Team I Will Canada. The raffle is now open, so you can now purchase your tickets. Now open. They will. Yeah, talk to Rob at the summer send-off on Friday night, the Toronto Reference Library. Big party, great time. Unreal time to party at the library, by the way. What a venue. What a blast. Uh, go to team, team, at Team I Will uh, Canada. DM them. And all proceeds from this contest are going to the Toronto Rehab Foundation. And again, it's, it's, uh, if you win, there's only 400 tickets being sold. It's a, basically a VIP package to the Super Bowl worth over 20000 bucks. Two tickets, two flights, two hotels. The works. Yeah, a couple of Robert Kraft uh, rubdowns for you down in Miami, you know. Kissimmee, Florida. Don't quote me on that. I don't believe that's in- included in the package. <laughs> it is not included in the package. Those are some good people we're tuned up with. Yeah, they are. Great cause. You nailed it on Friday, bud. It well was, done. That was, thank you very much. I didn't really do much. Uh, but I'm in a, surrounded by heroes. It was hard, uh, hard not to be one. Just like Peyton Manning meeting his hero, Gardner Minshew. Uh, the legend continues, folks. He might beat, the Pat- might beat the Panthers this week. We'll see. Tune in. And we'll have some primetime picks for you on Thursday night. Weird Mike, no bra strap. No bra strap, no moose. Laying flat tonight. Back to the basics. Funny shit and winning picks. We're all out of time. Danny Dimes. And we're all out of rhymes. (laughs) Spit Bronco fire. See you later.